Welcome to the Unapologetic Designer Podcast, where we chat controversial design topics and expose the raw truth about life as a designer. We're going to start today's podcast with an unapologetic design opinion submitted from one of our listeners. They say, when girls from high school say they're designers and make logos now, when it's just them pulling images off Google and using Canva, it's so annoying. I just went to university for a degree. Like, I'm actually a designer with a real design job. You're using Canva for a couple of extra bucks. I totally relate to this person, and I definitely understand where they're coming from. And I think that there is kind of a blurred line between what a professional designer is and what a hobbyist designer actually is. And sometimes it can be confusing for people to understand the difference who aren't necessarily in the design field. For example, I've had clients who come to me and want to work on a website. And when I ask them if they have any branding done, they say, oh yeah, I have this logo that my friend made me. And then I start asking questions and we dig deeper into that conversation. And it turns out that the logo was just a template from Canva. They don't actually have a brand identity and there was no strategy created for their brand whatsoever. And they can't even trademark that logo because it's a template from Canva. And typically in those situations, once I explain that to the potential client I'm talking with, they realize that maybe that's not the best long-term option for them and that their friend who made the logo probably isn't on the same level as the designer they're currently speaking with, which would be me. Now, I did decide to go ahead and ask Instagram what you guys thought qualified a designer as a professional. And there were a lot of different responses. Some answers were really simple, like a good portfolio and making money from design. And then some answers were really complex, like having a cohesive workflow and project process for yourself and your clients, understanding strategy, understanding basic design principles and layout. And one of my favorite answers to this question was one who designs with the goal of generating some kind of ROI for the client. Now, I really liked this person's answer because at the end of the day, as professional strategic designers, we're trying to help our clients grow their business, right? Like we're trying to get our clients results. We're not just focused on creating a pretty deliverable and handing it over and making a little cash from it. And I think that's a really big thing that separates professional designers from the hobbyist. Another person also said someone that uses Adobe instead of Canva. And this is a whole entire topic in which I'll probably talk more about in a different episode. But I also understand where this person is coming from because if you are creating logos and branding in Canva that your clients cannot trademark, that is a problem. So it is important to understand the software that you're using and understand the deliverables that you're handing over to the client. Now that we've kind of seen this side of things, I want to read another 
unapologetic design opinion that was submitted by one of our listeners because this person's opinion was really long, but it also brought in a totally different perspective. So I truly appreciate them taking the time to write this out. And here's what they said. The quote unquote big names in the design community often make side hustle freelancers feel like we're just hobbyists if we're not striving for high ticket clients and going full time with it. There's a lot of shade and I don't think it's always intentional, but it really alienates a lot of us. My well-paying nine to five corporate job is the reason I can afford to pay for your course at the Brief Collective, but it's also the reason I don't want to attract 7K plus jobs. I can't commit the time that clients deserve for that kind of money, even though I'm more than capable of doing great work for them. A lot of us are really talented and are investing in courses and resources so that we can have successful sole proprietorships on the side. But for many of us with families, it's not feasible to quit our full-time job with benefits. We still deserve to be respected in the design community. So this here is obviously a very touchy and complex topic. And although I personally offer high-ticket design services, not every designer has to do that. And there's plenty of people out there who are looking for lower-ticket offers. I mean, there's all sorts of different kinds of target audiences out there. That being said, I can also understand where this may sometimes rub the quote-unquote full-time big designers the wrong way. And I say that because someone working a regular nine-to-five has the ability to offer lower-ticket design services because they have another source of income. But for those of us who do this full-time, it isn't feasible for us to offer those same low price points because we rely solely on that income. So this whole situation can sometimes lead to industry price confusion for potential clients. As in, why does this designer charge $2,000, but this person charges $7,000? But again, at the same time, like I said before, there's a market for all sorts of different price points. Now I want to address the first part of this unapologetic opinion that someone left, where they said, the quote-unquote big names in the design community often make side hustle freelancers feel like we're just hobbyists if we're not striving for high-ticket clients and going full-time with it. I want to address this because I think that a lot of full-time professional designers may often encourage others to go full-time and raise their rates with good intentions. And I only say that because as a full-time professional designer myself, I recognize the freedom and ultimately happiness that comes with being able to run my own business full-time. And so I want to share that with other designers. I want to encourage other people who want to get into the design industry that have a 9-to-5 who are constantly complaining about their 9-to-5 that there is a way out, that they can go full-time, that they can get big clients, and that they can make a decent living doing their own thing. So although sometimes big names in the design industry might unintentionally throw shade, I also think that they're coming from a good place when they're trying to encourage you to raise your rates and go full-time. Now, I totally understand if that's not something you want to do. If you just want to do design on the side, for a side hustle, totally respect that. But I also think it's important to consider how the way you show up as a designer impacts all of us. 
I think every single designer needs to think about that more. When I first started out charging $75 for a logo, well, I probably wasn't really setting a great example for the value of the design industry. Because again, when it comes to clients picking out a designer, they're just confused about pricing because it's all over the place. And personally, I want to see more designers charging more, not because I think that that makes them professional, but because I think that the work they do is worth the money. And I also think the design industry in general is already undervalued as is. So again, you know, if I ever make a post or if we ever make a post on the Brief Collective, my design community that I co-founded, encouraging people to ditch their nine to five for their design business, we're coming from a place of good intention. And we know a lot of mompreneur designers who are running their business full time and supporting their family at the same time. So, you know, it is in fact possible to step out of your nine to five and run your design business full time and support a family and be a mom and do all the things. Not easy. I'm not a mom, but I do know people that do it. So it is in fact very possible. At the end of the day, you are in charge of your own rates. You are in charge of how you work with clients and you are in charge of your own business. I think that we all come from very different backgrounds. We're all in very different situations. And sometimes it can be hard to understand each other because we are all so different and because we're at all different levels and because we all have different goals and we all wanna work with different types of clients. However, if another designer tells you, hey, your work's awesome, you should really be charging more, I don't think that you should ever take offense to that. And I understand that sometimes that may be frustrating. Like you're charging what you want to charge. You don't need other people to tell you what to charge. But I just want to remind you all that we are only trying to improve the value of the design industry to benefit all of us designers as a whole. And we come from places of good intention. I do also think that it can take time to really build up your professional presence as a designer and it's not something that you just immediately get like just because you learned how to use Canva and can make a simple text logo in Adobe Illustrator that doesn't necessarily automatically mean you're a professional designer. In conclusion, personally, I think that a professional designer is someone who gets paid to design, they implement strategy, they care about getting results for their clients, and they're always striving to improve and learn and grow as a designer so that they can ultimately reach their full design potential. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Unapologetic Designer Podcast. If you'd like to submit your unapologetic design opinions, head over to the link in my description to submit yours anonymously. If you'd like to support the podcast, you can follow our Instagram page or you can sign up to make a monthly donation. I'll see you in the next episode.